0: Welcome to the 10-ish podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Brandon. <sighs> what's the matter, little buddy? We got to get through this intro. So, tell them what the show is
1: about, Brandon. The, uh, wait, what's the name of our show? 10-ish podcast. Why is it called that? That's a funny name. Because each week, somebody's bringing a list. And this list has 10 things on it. It's a top 10 list. No, 10-ish things on it. 10-ish things. Could be less than 10 could be more. This week it's 10. Exactly. One of us brings a list, completely prepared and armed with knowledge. The other comes unprepared, defenseless in the face of an onslaught of learning and entertainment. <laughs> well, at least some of that's true. Get ready for an onslaught
0: today. So the dynamic we have here on the show is that I'm the I'm the star host, Brandon's nope, the sidekick that's host. Not- so
1: that's not the dynamic. What What is the dynamic then? Just a couple. Just a couple of bros shooting the shit. Hmm. A couple of entirely equal bros hmm. shooting the entirely equal shit. Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah.
0: That. Yep. Exactly.
1: Brandon, what's our list today? What's our topic? I'm ex- there's something I'm excited about, and I think a lot of other people are also excited about right now.
0: Do you have Killer Clowns from Space playing again?
1: No, there's not a lot of people excited about Killer Clowns from Space. There's just this just select you. few. Okay, uh, but it's I specifically, well, not only, but part of why I picked this is because other people love it and are excited about it, and you aren't. You care. It's Marvel, isn't it? No, it's another thing you care nothing about. This week, we're escaping presidents and we're escaping uh, stupid old baby names. We're going to... Oh, we are going back to the past though. We're going to a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Your birthday? We're going to Star Wars. Okay. We're going to cover the top grossing Star Wars films to date. 10 Star Wars films, live action Star Wars films have been released in theaters to date.
0: There's been exactly 10?
1: Exactly 10 to date and we're going to cover the top grossing adjusted for 2019 ticket prices and a, a, a ticket price in 2019, according to Box Office Mojo, is $9.03, which sounded cheap to me. That sounds cheap, yeah. That's slower than I thought. But anyway, if... All of these movies, this is all of their dollars translated to 2019 dollars. Now, I've created a Star Wars spreadsheet. I have a database of Star Wars facts and figures that I-
0: Congratulations, you've graduated to a new level of nerd. That I will
1: continue to add data points to. Currently, I have additional data points. The Metascore for each film from Metacritic.com, which is an aggregate of- uh, online uh, reviews. Critic, critic reviews, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Rotten Tomato critic scores for each film and then my personal ranking for each film from 1 to 10. And we
0: all know your personal ranking holds a lot of weight. It does on this podcast. Why don't we uh, let the people know that although I have seen every Star Wars film. You have? I've seen every Star Well, I have not seen Solo. That's okay. the one I have not seen. I've seen everything but that. Despite seeing all the Star Wars films, that's kind of where my Star Wars fandom ends.
1: You couldn't give a shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll go see the movies because everyone else sees them and some are good, some are okay, some are bad, but I'm not a super fan like Brandon here.
1: Well, I like that because I don't want to talk, I don't want to do this particular podcast with a super fan. I want to do this podcast with someone who is puzzled by it, who doesn't understand why someone would like it and who doesn't understand what the hell is going on in the movies? No. Because- Hang on, let, let's hey, be let fair
0: t- a little bit. I just told you I've seen every movie.
1: You didn't know what was going on.
0: Well, that's true. You but, kept,
1: you saw all these mutants and aliens and creatures. And
0: Luke Skywalker drinking Mountain Dew from the fucking
1: manatee's tit. From the teat of a sea cow? That,
0: of everything I've seen in Star Wars, that's the moment that stands out most <laughs> to me from The Last Jedi.
1: If you could sum it up in like a one second <laughs> gif.
0: Well, I love it because it's pointless, and then the camera does a super zoom in on just his face while he's wiping his mouth. <laughs> and he's got like these eyes. It's just very out of place scene.
1: The we're juice shot. from a sea cow. And we're not talking about Donald Trump. But you don't know, you don't know like uh, the names of the stuff, right? Because when I was, when my friends in high school. Found, I know the names of the movies. Right. But when my friends in high school found out I knew all this shit, they would ask me stuff. Okay, what's the name of that little guy who sits on Jabba the Hutt's tail?
0: No, I don't know any of that
1: In shamefully, I would say, a salacious crumb. And then they would just laugh their asses off because I knew the answer and the answer was funny sounding.
0: You know, those people laughed at you but nowadays, like, being a nerd is in and Star Wars is in.
1: Yeah, so, now uh, who's laughing? Yeah, now who's laughing? I mean, I was laughing too. I realize all this shit is hilarious.
0: No, so basically, I've seen the movies, some I have not seen since I was a kid no. and I know the names of like the very, very main characters uh-huh. and I know the general plot line loosely. That, that's where it ends for me.
1: We're going to get into it. I'm going to probe you on each movie, really find out from an idiot's perspective what Star Wars is all about. Am I the idiot? You're the idiot.
0: Well, after 35 episodes of you being the idiot, I guess I can be the idiot for one episode, that's fine.
1: Would you like to have a guess at what the top grossing Star Wars film is in 2019 dollars? I'd know which film is last. Okay, fine. Congratulations. Number 10 is Solo. You're right. Number 10, the lowest earning Whatever, gross, adjusted gross the lowest grossing. Why is this so hard for you? God damn it, it doesn't fucking matter. It's grossing or earning. Either's fine. Just pulling in the money.
0: Based on box office ticket sales. Yeah. Whichever one grossed.
1: <laughs> you should know a lot about gross. Solo grossed, two hundred and six million three hundred and seventeen thousand seven hundred dollars. When it came out last year, May, 20th, May 25th. Domestically. That's domestically. Which in Star Wars world is an abysmal failure. Yeah, that's really low for them. Now, critics on Metacritic gave it an average score of 62 out of 100, which is a low D. Rotten Tomatoes' aggregate score is a 70, which is a C minus. Brandon's ranking. <laughs> out of 10, I rank it number 7 out of 10. There are three movies, Star Wars movies that I think are shittier than Solo. Tell me what made Solo such a failure? Those dudes who made the uh, Lego movie, Chris Lord and Phil Miller originally started writing and directing this movie and it was cast and it was like weeks or even months into production. Everything screeched to a halt. From what I understand, I think some producers like Kathleen Kennedy saw some footage or dailies or something, or saw like an early cut and were like, "What the hell were these guys doing? And maybe it was too silly or something. I don't know, so they fired these guys, two of the you know hottest writer director pairs in Hollywood right now they got fired from the solo movie or removed from it, or they backed out or whatever you know, saving their ass thing went down. And they brought in Ron Howard to scrape up the parts and and put it together into a movie. Ron Howard, well-respected veteran. Ron Howard, very well-respected. And from what I can tell, had an extremely difficult job and I think did a really cool job with it. Taking someone else's film that was halfway finished and it was only halfway finished because the studio felt that there was a lot that needed to be cut or reshot. That's walking into a mess and... Understanding that and seeing it, it's it's still pretty good. People, I know people will be like, well, you know, on its own, it's, all right, well, none of this shit is on its own, okay? I We all live in a world where I know that Ron Howard finished that movie. We also live in a world where I know that episodes one through three were made after episodes four through six. So, when someone says like, well, you know, when he says that, he's actually referring to this and no, I mean, it's okay to say they made those movies first and they had no idea what they were doing. But in this case, Ron Howard came in and I think did a a pretty decent job. It was a lot of uh, fun. Here's the deal.
0: That all makes sense, but I don't think that would explain why it was such a failure at the box office.
1: It was like shitty marketing and then it also came out at the same time as Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. It got its ass fucking snapped by Thanos.
0: And, And the marketing, I'll agree on that because- Usually, you see Star Wars everywhere when a movie's coming out, and Solo was very. It's like the studio didn't want to get behind it as much because they didn't like it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I had a good time watching it. I people were upset. You know, nerds were upset because they didn't want to know like how Han Solo and Chewbacca met, and they don't need to know Lando Calrissian. Is potentially yeah, right.
0: Lando Calrissian? Yeah, yeah, really important character, Lando Calrissian. Hey, if
1: you don't like if you don't like weird names and side characters, you're gonna have a bad fucking day today.
0: Think about this guy. The guy. What's the actor's name? I know you know off the top of your fucking head the actor's name that played Hans in this movie. It's Alden something. I can't pronounce his last name. It's Think German you about this guy, but he's he's new to the scene with this movie. Yeah, first big role. He gets this role. He's thinking I'm gonna blow up and be a superstar because of this. I don't know. This is a a once-in-a-lifetime role. I landed this role. I'm going to be huge. And now look. Now
1: what is he? Just a piece of shit. Just a piece of shit. I don't know what that guy's up to. Do you want me to look? No. What if he's doing something amazing? All right, all right, all right. What if he is cast as the lead in this Game of Thrones prequel that I know you're going to slobber all over? Alden Alden. Ehrenreich. So, he has an IMDb page. This isn't his first movie. Oh, he's starring in the TV series of Brave New World. Uh, that's it.
0: I just got to tell you, I'm, the last 30 seconds, I've been bored to the point of thinking about hanging up. Well, you wanted to know what happened to him. No, I didn't. You wanted to know when you made us find out. Star Wars <laughs> squashed another young man's career
1: and life.
0: Yeah, because the original Han Solo blew up from that. Well, he was already kind of big, but you get my point. But this guy, not
1: so much. Oh, see, when you said blew up, I immediately thought about, are you trying to say he blew up in the Death Star? Like, no, he got no. He got stabbed with a lightsaber. Patricide. It's called patricide when you kill your father. That's what okay. happened to Han Solo. He died of patricide. Oh, because of? His son murdered him.
0: How did Han Solo and Chewbacca meet?
1: in the mud in you, did you see oh you didn't see that
0: movie no, uh, i did not see han solo or so
1: han solo gets thrown into a mud pit and they say that the that the beast in there will probably eat him because he's hungry and the beast comes out to eat him and uh luckily han is uh speaks a little bit of wookiee of course he does and he says like <laughs> and chewbacca is like what the fuck i can't eat something
0: that talks to me and then Chewbacca pulled out his tit and let uh, Hans drink some uh, Mountain Dew from it.
1: And they joined forces and uh, escaped and saved the day. And then they took a shower together.
0: Where would someone learn Wookiee? I mean, seriously. How many fucking languages do you think there are
1: in the Star Wars universe? A million?
0: Well, and why Han Solo is... just happens to know Wookiee? Come on.
1: See, as much as you think I know about this, there are people who... And there's people who have like done the research to make these things up. They would say like, well, Wookiee language is a well-known one across the galaxy for X reason and this is why Han would have known it. Probably they would have said at some point Han might have been stationed on the Wookiee planet of Kashyyyk and that's where he picked up uh, Wookiee.
0: Why is the Wookiee planet called Kashyyyk?
1: That's just the name
0: of it. But why aren't they called, why are the Wookiees called Wookiees then? That's just their name. What, you the know, human when you, planet
1: is called Earth and we're called human. Earthlings. Oh, well, that's not the way shit goes in the, because you can you know, have more than one. know, if you're from Oklahoma, sp- you're called an Oklahoman, not a fucking frizzy. But you could have a you different species can be from the same
0: planet. Seems like convenient writing to me, but what do I know?
1: Well, that's what all the fucking Star Wars is. <laughs> this is all very convenient writing. All right. Number 10, Solo, 267 million. No, 206 million. Oh, okay. $206,317,700. Which is still a respectable number for the yeah, average for film. Yeah, for any other film, that would be that'd really be... good.
0: Actually, that'd be really, really good for, yeah, just mention. But also,
1: other films don't spend like $150 million on advertising. I don't know that they... Although, it seems like Solo probably didn't do that.
0: Brandon, we're talking about the highest grossing films here. How highly gross were you when you were eating that hot dog over the trash can
1: at I... the Atlanta airport? The same as the Star Wars films are a work of fiction, (laughs) of science fiction. This lurid tale of me eating a hot dog over a trash can is a work of science fiction. And you are the George Lucas of that disgusting little world. So, moving on.
0: All right. My next guess, I'm going to go in reverse here. So, I'm going to guess- Like the
1: lowest grossing. Yeah. What's the next lowest grossing Star Wars film? Episode 2. Damn, you're right. See, you think I'm a Star Wars idiot, but... I just said idiot. The ninth highest grossing Star Wars film or the second lowest is Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. It came out on May 16th, 2002. It grossed in 2019 dollars, 469 million dollars. $670,800. That's a huge jump from number 10. It certainly is and the jumps just keep on coming. Now, the Metascore for a Metacritic for Episode 2 is 54. It is the second lowest rated Star Wars film by Metacritic. The Rotten Tomatoes score is 65 out of 100. Also, the second lowest ranked on Rotten Tomatoes. And my ranking is it is number nine. It is the second lowest ranked for me as well.
0: I got to tell you, I saw episode two in theaters when I was... You were a, a what, 10? No, I was older. I was like a preteen.
1: You took your pube, uh, you and your pube went to the movies to see
0: episode two. <laughs> hey, I was an early bloomer on puberty, <laughs> but we can talk about that another time. You were a wolf boy? <laughs> uh, I was something. I saw episode two in theaters. And as a fucking 12-year-old, yeah, I was so bored in that movie. We had the theater to ourselves because we saw it on like a weekday and it had already been out for like a week. We were like running around <laughs> the theater playing <laughs> and crawling over the seats having a, having a gay old time uh, instead of watching this movie, which I have not seen since, but I remember it being very
1: boring and slow. It is uh, a turd. I was 20 years old. I saw it in a theater in Phoenix, Arizona. So, I had been very excited. I've been following uh, Star Wars movie spoilers since these films, since like the wee days of the internet. So, I knew a lot of what was... Since you were looking at Wees on the internet? So, I knew a lot of what was supposed to be in the film. I had been spoiled. And stuff sounded awesome. Uh, It sounded really cool. And every minute that went by of that movie, I felt more and more embarrassment for myself and secondhand embarrassment about the movie because I had taken my uh, girlfriend at the time to it too. And I was just ashamed at how lame it was. Because if you're not into Star Wars at all and all you see are these people quote-unquote acting and saying these horrible lines in horrible ways, it's cringe-inducing.
0: Yeah, Hayden Christensen, who plays Anakin, not his best work.
1: Uh, she says to him, Annie, you've grown since I last seen you. He says, so have you. Grown more beautiful, I mean. <laughs> there are so many shitty lines. That's the one where he talks about sand, the famous line, uh, you know, the meme, uh, sand, I hate sand, it gets everywhere. It's so coarse and rough. It's like, yeah, it's fucking sand, man. We We understand sand. And then he goes and he murders a bunch of women and children. His mom, ma- yeah. So he goes to see his mom. I can't remember the like impetus to go. Oh, he like was worried his mom was in trouble. She had been kidnapped by the uh, band of Tuscan raiders, which are those guys that look like uh, the Taliban who raise a stick above their head and go. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh huh. Some of those guys had gotten his mom. Wow, you're you're offending all of our. Tuska listeners right now or whatever they're called. He goes back to uh, Tatooine and he f- <laughs> that's his fucking home, man. That's where I get he's it. From. I, No, I get it. It's just- He goes back to Tatooine and he asks around. You see him asking some Jawas. He's like, hey, did you see a bunch of assholes drag my mom away? He tells them where she is. He goes and sees his mom. She's tied up. And he's like, mom, I came to save you. I'm sorry I couldn't save you. And she's like- if she's tied up, maybe she was into something, you know, like she was oh into my it. God, she died she oh, okay she her head flops over comically and she dies, and then he just turns into a little rage machine and whips out his lightsaber and murders all of these Tuscan raiders in their camp, and then later confesses and he says, "I murdered them, the women." <laughs> the children, and he's like holding back tears. He's such a puss. The whole movie. Well, he killed children. Does it doesn't show it? I assume. No. Were they human children? No, Tusk. I don't Tuscan Raiders. I don't believe are human. I don't know what they look like under their masks. <laughs> masks, okay. but I assume by the fact that they talk like ar, ar, that, they're not human. <laughs> they're part. They're part dolphin. The Tuscan porn you watch. what, What do they look like in there when they're naked? They don't. They just, they stick an apparatus out from beneath their robes. Moving on. So, anyway, he murders all of them and then the dialogue at the end, this like climactic battle. So, two things, two really shitty things happen. The dialogue at the end of the movie is fucking terrible. So, if I ask you to name like the baddest motherfucker in movies, what's that guy's name? T-Rex from Jurassic Park? No, the baddest human motherfucker in a movie. Terminator? He's not a human. By (laughs) virtue of the fact I use the word (laughs) badass motherfucker, who is the- Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson, the original badass motherfucker. He is a Jedi. Hmm, this is a tasty burger. Right, this guy Jules from Pulp Fiction is a Jedi. How amazing is that? So, he walks in the end of Attack of the Clones to confront- this dark lord of the Sith, Count Dooku, and put a stop to his nonsense. What's his name? Count Dooku. <laughs> I told you you would laugh when you heard the names. But it
0: these w- fucking names that people, Star Wars is a religion to people, but these names in a vacuum. Samuel,
1: okay. Samuel L. Jackson's name was Mace Windu. See, that sounds cool. Oh. Well, because Mace. So, anyway, Mace sneaks yeah. up behind this guy the, and the, for this comp- climactic battle. He says like, this is over. And Count Dooku says something. No, he says,
0: this is over, motherfucker.
1: No, he doesn't. He doesn't say anything cool. He just says like, this is over. And Dooku says something like, I'll get away with it. Or or, you can't stop me or something like that. And again, you have the guy who says, you know, get my wallet out of there. It's the one that says bad motherfucker on it. You have that guy in your movie. And his response is to just look at the guy and say, "I don't think so." Well, so he's just saying, "Like I disagree with you." He's literally just saying my like wussiest way of saying, "I disagree with the thing you just said." <laughs> he can't say anything more badass than that. And rant, uh, yeah, first of many, I assume.
0: So while while you were on your rant, I looked up Count Dooku because uh-huh. I was expecting him to be a fucking weird ass looking alien. No, he's uh. He's just a, an
1: old man. Well, he's a classic. I can't remember the actor's name, but he's a classically trained actor. Well, he sucks. Do you not remember? He's also the guy who plays um, fuck. What's that creepy goddamn wizard in um, Christopher Lee? The actor's name is Christopher Lee. Yeah, he okay. was also that creepy wizard Saruman in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, yeah, I, I recognize him now. Yeah, he's uh okay, but he's not an alien. Oh, he was a knight, Sir Christopher Lee. Yeah, he wasn't an alien. He was just a dude with a shitty name that sounds like poop. Count doo-doo.
0: All right. Number eight. So, I got Solo 10, Episode 2, Attack of the Clones at nine. Give me, what's the next highest highest grossing Star Wars film? Hang on, clones real quick. Do you think humans in your lifetime will clone another human? I think it's probably
1: already happened. Well, okay. You know what I mean? Where it's known, where it's like a... Announced, or I you don't, don't know. want to think about that for a minute. The fact that there are almost certainly human clones being kept somewhere, and those clones are probably like, if they're still alive, are to like have to be at least like ten years old by now. Have you seen the movie Us? No. Is go there clones? It.
0: No spoilers, but go see it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's all kinds of shit like that that have happened. I think cancer. There could be a cure for cancer. I think I've mentioned that on the show. I think humans could have been cloned. Uh, think about f- what if there's
1: famous people out there that are clones of someone. You mean like uh, Billy Shears? Do you not know that? You know what I'm talking about? Billy Shears. He's the guy that got to replace Paul McCartney when Paul McCartney died. Paul McCartney died? Yeah, they had a lookalike contest for the Beatles. But they never announced the winner and that's because they were looking for a lookalike because Paul McCartney died in a car crash. That's why John Lennon wrote about it secretly in A Day oh. in the Life. He died about Paul dying in a car accident. They hired this replacement named Billy Shears. Who, who has been Paul McCartney ever since, right? Yeah. That's the one of the like the Paul is dead theories. Why does why that theory even exist? Paul is dead uh, because there there are things, there are like quote-unquote clues and Easter eggs in the Beatles' album art and lyrics and songs that can be interpreted as hints that Paul was actually dead. The flowers on the front of Sgt. Pepper's possibly spell out R.I.P. Paul. At the end of Strawberry Fields Forever, there's this sound bite that sounds like John says, I buried Paul. But... It's also, I think he said cranberry sauce.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like why? why? If, if they're really trying to hide this big secret, then why drop little hints? Yeah,
1: I don't know. That's just why it's fun. I, I think it's stupid but I, it's one- the, Paul is dead is one of the most fun, entertaining conspiracy theories out there because there's all kinds of fun evidence. You know it's not true but it's so much fun to see what kind of evidence people have, have gathered together.
0: Well, I'm going to be diving into that rabbit hole later because I have never really looked into that.
1: Dive right into number eight on the Star Wars grossing list. So, I know
0: it's not episode one. I know it's not a new hope. I know it's not any of the new three. Maybe uh, Rogue One, maybe? Rogue One. It is not Rogue One. Okay. Before you reveal Rogue One, I want to try to guess this. So, episode three. You're right. I mean, hang on. I need you to stop and just reach through the- I am impressed,
1: Jesus Christ. Reach through
0: the screen and pat me on the goddamn back. Uh Uh-uh. You came into this thinking I was going to blow it and I'm three for three.
1: I'm I'm giving you your- I'm giving you a modicum of respect. I want a verbal, Mm. sexual- Nope. Okay. Okay, so Revenge of the Sith was released May 19th, 2005. Domestic total adjusted gross in 2019 dollars: five hundred and thirty-five million seven hundred one thousand dollars. I find
0: it interesting that episodes two and three are ranked so low, considering <laughs> fucking half a billion dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come I know. Relatively low. Uh, yeah, these are very, very successful films. Just because they're at the bottom of this list does not mean they were not very successful films. But my point is, episodes one, two, and three were the first resurgence in Star Wars since the 80s.
1: Yeah. And you'd think that after 20-something years, people would be dying. I think people were very disappointed. I think people were super excited when they were seeing The Phantom Menace and then when it ended as they started to walk out, I think they started to realize, oh, fuck, that wasn't that good. The excitement of seeing, of knowing that like Star Wars is back and we're seeing some new Star Wars. Once that wore off, it was like... Well, then what's the excuse this time? The movies have been shit this time. I don't think they're shit, but I do think... I I think it's weird. I hate like, The Last Jedi. Sorry. It's just my opinion. No, you're not alone in that. And I like... Just so people know too, I know there's a lot of people, especially people who are younger than me don't so everyone say it. don't say everyone it. in the world people who are younger than me who grew up with the prequels really love them and that's their original trilogy i totally understand there is something to love and enjoy in every one of those films and there's something that i enjoy in each one of those films but i am able to say that just because a movie has some cool things that i enjoy in it does not mean that overall it's a bit of a turd and Overall, I feel like episode three, Revenge of the Sith, is a bit of a turd. There's definitely some cool, fun stuff in it, but overall, bit of a turd. And a lot of people said, ooh, it's so much better because it was dark and gritty. And I'm like, I mean it still had cartoonish, fucking silly lines and cartoonish violence in the first Is that intentional? Like is that a George Lucas style choice? Yeah, man, he he doesn't give a shit either. He's like, I made these movies for kids. If Star Wars, when Phantom Menace came out and you didn't like Jar Jar, that's fine. He didn't make that shit for you. I get it. He didn't make it for me. I don't like it and I don't like it because he didn't make it for me. I think he's stupid as hell. The original three weren't intended for kids? Uh, I mean, I think he's saying that they're in, the original three were intended for kids I don't think they were. I think they were intended for all ages and that's why episode four or the first Star Wars film is so beloved and was so successful is because it takes a very classic, like an almost anciently classic story structure and builds on it and it's something that people young and old identify with and enjoy and get behind. But when you add in characters like, you know, who step in poop and make silly faces and and talk silly that and, and who are shaped like Bugs Bunny, that's going to attract like my six-year-old. If my six-year-old would sit down and watch Phantom Menace, he would probably love it. I can't sit through it again. It's too boring.
0: He'd love the movie Phantom Menace maybe because his father is a hot dog menace.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, despite uh, being a bit of a turd and uh, earned gross over uh, half a billion dollars. Metascore of 68, which is getting uh, threatening to climb out of the D range. Rotten Tomatoes aggregate score was a 79. So, Rotten Tomatoes was a bit kinder to it. On my ranking, I have it as a 6 out of the t- a six. Out so, of the
0: t- above Solo then?
1: Uh, yeah. The reasons for that are that I think most of the Vader stuff at the end was handled pretty well. I think the final scene, not the fight, but the final end of the fight and scene between uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin was really well done. I love seeing them put Darth Vader together. I love seeing how fucked up and scarred and deformed his body was before they put all that shit on him. Yeah, how's that for kids? Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's pretty rough. He He looks goddamn awful under there. I thought from basically the time that they start that final lightsaber duel through the end of the film was all of Hayden Christensen's best acting. He has some of the worst lines and I think they they probably also use like some of the worst takes because the movie's so fucking expensive. They're like, all right, we have enough time to do three takes because each one of them takes three hours to set up. We're gonna do three takes. And that's maybe not enough for these actors to work against green screens and to look at, you know, tennis balls that are supposed to represent the eyes of an alien and they're saying all this shit that doesn't make sense. It's all fucking alien Star Wars shit. So, I think it's really hard to blame those things on the actor, the performances on the actors when they yeah. probably didn't have a lot to work with.
0: Well, and I've seen Hayden Christensen and other stuff and I mean, he'd never impressed me then either. But the one thing about him that did impress me is Hell of an ass.
1: <laughs> I want to get into a little bit of the nuts and bolts of the Star Wars world and figure out what you know and understand. Okay. We're speaking about episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. And I'm going to ask you some questions. I want to see how much you remember.
0: And I'll preface by saying I have not seen this
1: since it was in theaters. Okay. There's a, a robot, alien robot guy at the beginning. Okay. And he was like the villain that they were after at the beginning. Do you remember that guy's name? Count poo poo you know or You literally remember nothing about that Star Wars villain. You literally remember nothing other than the fact that he... Jimmy, <laughs> do, mean, do you remember that, th- that that guy existed? No. <laughs> That's how forgettable <laughs> General Grievous was. Oh, okay. I've heard that name. Okay. He was... And he's an alien who I think has been harmed in battle or something. He's wearing a large exoskeleton so he looks like a robot but he coughs and his fucking heart for some reason is beating where you can see it from the outside yeah because that makes sense because you wouldn't protect your heart inside your wonderful tactical move although he's an (laughs) alien that could be like his nutsack for all we know (laughs) how many alien nutsacks have you uh laid eyes upon uh well in star again in star wars we don't know what we're looking at we think that's a nose it could be their genitals can't rule it out So, let's see. You don't don't remember that guy? Well, I do now that I'm looking at a picture (laughs) of him. Okay. Do you recall Is that that? the
0: only movie he's in?
1: Yeah. Huh. I think he appears in the Clone War cartoons, uh, which I've tried to watch, but again, those are- I have not seen. Those were all- they're all made for kids. And so, like, there's some- Well, so were these. I know, but if you're like- if you're into like the Star Wars overall story- and Lord, filling in the blanks on some of the things that happens between movies. Clone Wars, I mean, I know adults who have watched it and love it and God bless them, but it's very clear that it's designed for kids or tweens and I can't, I can't do it. Tell me, do you know who the main bad guy in Episode 3 and throughout the Star Wars saga is? The Sith Lord? Yeah, what's his name? Sithy McSithson? You don't know his name? What's his title? uh emperor is the emperor do you, you don't know his name john sith it's uh palpatine hey is john sith not funny you get it cuz it's like smith oh god damn it all right nice work uh so <laughs> do you know the significance of the phrase order 66 no is that the star wars version of 69ing <laughs> yeah. no that's uh that's the order that emperor palpatine gave to the clone troopers He says, execute order 66 and the clone troopers turned on the Jedi and that's how the Jedi got wiped out. They turned on the Jedi? They turned them on. They got so excited that they just became, they force ghosts came out of their wieners. Just move on. Yeah, uh, that was the order, the secret order that the Emperor gave the clone troopers to turn on their uh, Jedi friends and kill them all. Okay. Cool. Again, that's something like for people who have familiarity with Star Wars, those are fairly well-known things. This is a target audience of just those folks who want to giggle. At me. Yeah, just the fact that you don't know about something that you're not interested in. (laughs) It'd be like if someone asked me like, hey, what's that thing called in Harry Potter? And I'm like, I don't know, a fucking... Pat and the <laughs> dork. <laughs> uh, it's funny that the, it just in Star
0: Wars and Harry Potter and everything else that nerd culture is so mainstream right now that now the nerds are laughing at the not nerds for not knowing. At the jocks. <laughs> yeah, you're the jock today.
1: Okay, let's move on from of the Sith. I know number seven. Yeah, number seven is, is Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One. I was going to say that. Yes, the seventh highest grossing Star Wars film to date is Rogue One. It was released December 16th, 2016. It grossed $545,787,800. So, only outgrossed Episode 3 by 10 million. It has a meta score of 65. Again, that is a middle D grade. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 83, which is an okay B. And it has a Brandon's ranking of 8 out of 10. All important, Brandon's ranking. All important, Brandon's ranking. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, eight out of ten. I know. You used to love this one. Oh, and I like it but there's some things that it's missing for me to personally rank it higher.
0: So, all this shitting you just did on episode three and it's too higher than Rogue One in,
1: in Brandon's personal rankings? Yeah, and I'll tell you why because Revenge of the Sith is still within the Skywalker story and that's what I am most interested in. Unfortunately, Rogue One contained none of that for me. It did however contain all of the last part where Darth Vader came in and can cut those dudes in half and threw them against the wall. I could have just paid $9.03 to watch that. Uh, Okay, nerd alert. We saw that movie together. Oh, did we? Oh yeah, we saw it in New York. We saw that movie in New York. That's where we walked, we
0: were on the Upper West Side uh huh, and we walked across Central Park to the East Side. Yeah. In in December yeah. at night and it was freezing and we walked back at like midnight or something to our hotel across Central Park and then the next morning we found out someone had been stabbed on that exact route within minutes of when we were there.
1: Remember that? Yeah, but it wasn't us. Probably like, uh, hey, let's go fucking stab and rob those guys and then the <laughs> other guy was like, oh, wait a second, they've got Star Wars ticket stubs.
0: No, they said, that's the host and sidekick host <laughs> of the tennis podcast.
1: <laughs> let's stab the sidekick. <laughs> yeah, we saw it together and that was the last movie I've seen a theater where I did not get to enjoy a reserved reclining seat.
0: Yeah, that was, it was. Uh, we're spoiled now, aren't we? It was torture. You know, did you guys know that Brandon, this Star Wars fanatic, reads the spoilers to every Star Wars movie before he goes and sees it because he just can't wait? I just told you I did that. Why do you do that to yourself?
1: Because I can't help it. Because... <laughs> Damn.
0: I don't know what- But like, then why not read Game of Thrones spoilers before it comes out? Why not read spoilers to everything? I do whatever I can get a hold of. Oh I can't my fucking God. help myself. People like you need to be executed.
1: Just what? mass- Because it's- It defeats the whole purpose. But I'm not doing it to anybody but myself. I never spoil something for anybody else. But the very act is just
0: so disgusting
1: and un-American. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> You realize there's like entire economies built around spoiling or previewing <laughs> movies. There's like thousands and thousands of people whose livelihoods depend upon leaking a picture of Captain America with dots all over his suit. That's not a spoil. That's not spoiling the story. Oh, it is because that's how we found out that uh, they're going. Yeah. See, I could could spoil something in Avengers Endgame right now. Well, you can tell me. I don't care. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, but our millions of listeners don't want to get spoiled.
0: Billions of listeners and you know, Chris Evans is a listener of the show. So, Chris, if you want to write us an Apple iTunes review and let us know what happens to you, we'll read it on the
1: show. If Chris Evans was a listener to the show, damn, that would mean a lot to me. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) All right. Let's continue on. You've gotten the the bottom four correct. seven, eight, nine, and 10. Yeah, in a row. Thanks. In a row. Yes, I get. Yes, congratulations. I That's, need more. I need continual kudos for that. Now, tell me, what is the sixth highest domestically grossing Star Wars film? This is where it gets tricky. So, in the new set, we have,
0: what is the first one? The Force uh, Wakes the Up. Force, the Force <laughs> the Force hit snooze in the alarm clock and then we have Rogue One, Solo and The Last Jedi. Is that it?
1: Yep. End of the okay. Jedi's. I'm going to
0: guess Um, The Empire Strikes Back. No, 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 no. The Return of the Jedi.
1: You are not correct. Was it Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, it's not Empire Strikes Back either. Okay. Episode one. No. Okay. Now you're just playing guessing games.
0: This is... Uh, God, I was on a fucking roll. Let's cut all this and do it again and then <laughs> I'll
1: get it right. No. The sixth highest grossing Star Wars film is the one we uh another one we saw together god we're just spending all of our time sitting crisscross applesauce together watching a star wars movie it was the last jedi the sea cow tit one yes now
0: if you tell me that's higher than number 10 on brandon's personal rankings i'm going to i'm going to jump out a window it
1: is it ah. just shut up a minute now the last jedi came out on december 15th 2017 It grossed six hundred and ten million dollars. Three hundred and seventy-eight thousand two hundred other dollars. It has a meta score of eighty-five, which is a B. It has a Rotten Tomato score of ninety-one, which is an A. Oh bullshit. It has a Brennan's ranking of number five. Am I the only one that hated that movie? No, you're not. A lot of people. I thought it was such a It was just trope after trope of pleasing the fan base. A lot of people are angry because they feel like it purposely disappointed or did not give the fan base what they wanted. For instance, the fan base is desperate to find out uh, the answers to who Ray's parents are and is Luke Ray's father or is she related to Luke in some way? Who are her parents? And the answer was the answer given in The Last Jedi which I don't know that I fully believe is that her parents were nobody she even went into that that little uh, cave of force wonders and <laughs> looked at herself in that mirror to find out who her parents were and didn't get an answer she saw herself which again supports a theory i secretly have which i will share at the end of the podcast why not right now because i'm that's fucking you're just like disney i'm teasing it out there stringing us along i'm teasing it all right yeah, they, they they wanted answers. They want to know who Snoke was. Uh, we didn't get any answers to that. So, people are upset about- uh, Which one's Snoke? Like, Snoke was the bad guy who got uh, Snook? sliced in half. He's okay. the one that had a shitty face. He had a real fucked up shitty face. He was wearing a gold robe with his dick hanging at Started torturing uh, Rey and he got sliced in half. Yeah, I, I know who he is now. And that whole, whole part was uh, great. Sure. Except for his dick hanging out. To each their own. So, I'll tell you the stuff I didn't like about it. The humor in it, it wasn't humor that was aimed at kids and it wasn't humor that was aimed at like, I don't know, an adult like me, I guess. Because So, like at the beginning, Poe Dameron is in his fucking single X-Wing fighter uh, squaring off against First Order Star Destroyer and he, he, he calls them on the phone and they're like Supreme Leader, uh, whatever your dickhead name is. Uh, Poe Dameron from the Rebel Alliance is on the phone and then he plays this little phone prank thing like, hello, hello, yes, can you hear me? I can hear you but you can't hear me. From that moment, I was like, okay, this fucking humor is not, that's not my style and there was more of that. I didn't mind uh, the Luke part where he didn't use a lightsaber and that he wasn't like a force badass, that he was disillusioned and stuff. I didn't mind that. But you're right, it wasn't necessary to show show him a close-up of him (laughs) fucking sucking at the teeth of of a sea hag and just letting it dribble all down his face. Yeah, and
0: the camera just lingers there and his eyes are insane. just looks at her like, "Ah."
1: Now, I will say, I got to give it up. One of my, honest to God, one of my heroes is Mark Hamill and fucking Mark Hamill gave it 110%. He was probably there before shooting started, humped up on that sea hag, suckling away, just trying to get it right. Uh-huh. He sold me on how much Luke loved. Sea hag juice? The Yeah. Is that a CGI manatee? Nah, I, th- I mean, I'm sure the full thing. No, actually, I think they built a full puppet for it. <laughs> like the tit and all. The green tit with like a brown. No, no, no I'm not talking about the puppet in your bedroom, Brandon. Uh-huh. I'm talking about- No, I think they really built that because someone leaked, someone saw that puppet on set and then uh, drew it and leaked it and told makingstarwars.net, hey, this is a creature I saw on the the set. They said at the time, reportedly, this creature is Anakin Skywalker reincarnated. And (laughs) people were like, what the fuck? And fortunately, that turned out to not be true. Well, we don't know that that's not true.
0: (laughs) It could have been. He
1: could have been sucking from his dad's teeth.
0: What does it say that they spent thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars on staff time and materials to build that fucking robot for that scene? Tell me what that scene did. It had no point. You got us talking. If it
1: was a marketing trick, it fucking
0: worked. I got 5 through 1 here. Let's pick up the pace a little. So 5 I'm going to guess is 5 I'm going to guess
1: is uh Return of the Jedi. You that's not right. However, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. It is the Empire Strikes Back. And I'm All right. I am surprised about this. Empire Strikes Back was released May 21st, 1980. It is the sequel to the original uh, Star Wars film that was released in 1977. It has a meta score of 82, which is shocking to me that The Last Jedi has a meta score of 85 compared to this. Yeah, me too. More appropriately, has a Rotten Tomato score. Of ninety five, which is the highest score Rotten Tomato score of any F- Star Wars film on this list, and Brandon has ranked it number one. Number one, yeah. Oh wait, I, did I tell you how much it grossed? I didn't tell yeah. you how much it grossed. That's the most important part: seven hundred and twelve million one hundred twenty-six thousand dollars. I'm really surprised that it's not higher in twenty nineteen dollars, but I think I figured out why. Tell me. Well, I can't tell you why because I have. Yeah, I got. Uh, sorry, I can't tell you why. I got two theories to share at the end because I have to wait till the end of this to share my theory of- No, you don't have to wait till the end. You're choosing to wait till the well, end. Well, I'm choosing because I don't want to reveal any of the answers. Uh, just you're going to have to hang on to that edge of your seat for a little bit longer until Brandon
0: can tell us his two theories. So, Empire Strikes Back is
1: your number one, huh? Yeah, it's uh, my number one. It's also my uh, my kids' favorite as well.
0: Yeah, I'd say it's- uh... Top three for me, in my uh, very uh, important Star Wars analytic opinion.
1: Have you seen Empire Strikes Back more than once?
0: Yes, but it's been a while,
1: so you're fairly familiar with it. Don't quiz me now.
0: No, well, I, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with the broad strokes, but I, but if you're going to ask me like a specific side character, I probably couldn't tell you.
1: Let, let me let's turn the tables here, and I want you to think back to that movie. What questions do you have about? The story in Empire Strikes Back or what is not clear to you? What doesn't make sense to you?
0: Uh. <laughs> uh where to
1: fucking begin?
0: Where to begin? Yeah, there's just so many questions running through my mind. So, that's the one where Darth Vader reveals to Luke that he's his father.
1: At the very end, yes. In like
0: the most dramatic scene in cinema history. Why does he reveal that at that time? Just to be a dickhead?
1: Uh no. After Luke blows up the Death Star, Vader is vaguely aware that there is this boy out there. This, this boy. Yeah. Uh, at the time, Luke. Okay. At the time he blew okay. up the Death Star, I think uh, Luke was like nineteen. So there's this boy. There's this young man out there who he's got it, right? He's got the Force, and he was close to Obi Wan. Obi Wan was protecting him. I think. And I believe that there are uh, Darth Vader comics that take place between Episode 4 and 5 that fill the story in and I haven't read them. I've heard they're really good. But I think Vader has a sense. That's when he first figures out like, holy shit, my kids lived. They were alive. They were hidden from me. Obi-Wan was wise to hide them from me. That's what he says.
0: This is in Episode 2?
1: No, 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 no. You're thi- no. You get your episodes confused. This takes place. This... Thought process takes place between episode four, the original film, and Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Uh, This is kind of what happens in the comics that were released a year ago. But I don't
0: understand because his kid, he knows Anakin's, or uh, he knows uh, Luke's his kid. He
1: doesn't. So he never saw them born. The last time he sees his wife, she's pregnant, and he force chokes her, and she passes out or something. And when he wakes up after having the Darth Vader suit, the Emperor says, the Emperor uh, kind of stretches the truth a little bit, kind of a dick move. Stretches his dick a little bit? He says, it appears in your anger killed her. And <laughs> so, he didn't really, he he definitely hurt her. What a dickhead, you're right. He definitely hurt her or something, but she dies in childbirth, right? But she gives birth to the twins, Luke and Leia. And Leia is taken by uh, Senator Organa to Alderaan and raised as his daughter as a princess and Luke is taken by Obi-Wan. How does she become a princess? Uh, because she's the daughter of a, of a dignitary, the adopted daughter of a dignitary. Okay. And they never let on, you know, that she was adopted. Luke, on the other hand, <laughs> fucking knew from the moment he was born that his ass was adopted, that's his aunt and uncle <laughs> and not by blood and you're basically here to work on a farm and hopefully not become your fucking evil father. Uh, so anyway, they were hidden from him. He has no idea who they that they were alive. And Obi Wan shows up at the same time that this boy who can use the Force shows up and fucking destroys the Death Star. Uh, D- Darth Vader's lucky to be alive. He's the only uh, one from the Empire who survived the destruction of the Death Star because he's flying outside. So in Empire Strikes Back, he's trying to find the rebels, and he's also trying to find. Luke. By the time Empire rolls around, he knows who Luke is, he knows that Luke is his son, he knows that Luke is strong in the force. What I don't think people realize is Darth Vader doesn't fucking love the Emperor. He's trapped by the Emperor. He cannot defeat the Emperor, he cannot escape, he's too he's if Darth Vader would have never been injured and chopped in half, you know, and augmented with robotic parts and trapped in this suit, he would have been more powerful than the Emperor. But Because of this, he can only reach like 80% of his force power. The emperor will always be more powerful. The emperor controls him. He has nothing left. He's a slave to him. Now, he finds out he has a son and his son is powerful in the force. His son can help him fucking kill this old asshole and because he doesn't know anything else other than evil, he says, together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Wants to be free of the emperor and have a family again but he's still you know evil and, <laughs> and wants to control the galaxy so that's why he reveals it to luke is because he knows that luke is becoming strong in the light, in the force uh that he will be a <laughs> pun force to be reckoned with soon mm. and it's a hell of a lot better for him to be on his side than against them. and and then luke says no <laughs> yeah To contrast with the way Luke sort of whines and screeches no at the end there, I do have to say it is the most badass thing that anybody does in the Star Wars saga is what Luke does in the moments leading up to that. Only a year or two before that, he was the nephew of a poor fucking dirt farmer on a backwoods planet in the middle of nowhere. His best hope was to go to the Imperial Academy to become cannon fodder for the Empire but then. He meets a fucking Jedi wizard, he gets a laser sword, he meets some new friends, he flies all over the galaxy and blows up the Death Star. He finds out that he is strong in this mystical power, right? But he is just learning it. He doesn't know anything. So, he goes off to Yoda and Yoda's like, I don't have time to teach you. You're too old. This isn't going to work. Fine, I guess we don't have any other choice. I'll train you as best I can. So, he straps this little green guy in his back, he does backflips all over the place and then he looks at this cave, he says, what's in the cave? And Yoda says, don't go in there, you're not ready for that shit. He goes in the cave, he sees Darth Vader, he has a vision, he comes out and he's freaked out. He says he needs to go to his friends and Yoda says, if you leave now, you will fail. You are not strong enough. To face Darth Vader, he's the baddest motherfucker in the galaxy. Besides Samuel L. Jackson. Besides Samuel L. Jackson. And Luke says, I don't care, man. I care too much about my friends. I don't have anybody. It, that's the thing. Luke didn't have anybody else. He, his aunt and uncle that he wasn't even related to by blood got turned into burning uh, scorched skeletons. So, he has nobody but his friends. I'm leaving to go f- protect my friends and save them. He goes to the Cloud City. He goes into the uh, carbon freezing freezing chamber where Darth Vader is and there's nobody else in there. Darth Vader is the most powerful, strongest, evilest dude in the galaxy. Standing at the top of these stairs and this boy just walks straight up the stairs and bows up to him, puffs out his chest and draws a lightsaber on him, on the baddest dude in the galaxy and then like holds his own with him for a little while. Uh, I'm really impressed with it. Uh, this means nothing to you. Sounds really cool. Okay, the equivalent of this is who is the deadliest fighter in the world? It's got to be a, a mixed martial arts guy, right? Okay. Let's say, well, I don't know exactly who it is but you know who Conor McGregor is, right? Let's just say it's Conor McGregor. Let's say it's Conor McGregor is the Darth Vader in the story and you are Luke and you're going to have two weeks to train with, uh, I don't know, another mixed martial artist guy. Randy, Randy uh, Couture, right? We should probably just end this analogy before it gets any worse. No, no, no. Randy is going to train you for two weeks. You're going to strap on a backpack, Randy is going to get in the backpack and you're going to do backflips with Randy on your back. <laughs> you're going to lift an airplane out of the water, you're uh-huh. gonna stand on your head and pick up some rocks and then Connor McGregor is going to kidnap your family. And tell me that he's my father? And torture them. No, you he hasn't done that yet. He's kidnapped your family and tortured them and said, come and get your family. Sent you an email and said, I have your family. If you want to come and get them. And Randy says, you're not ready. He's going to beat this fucking shit out of you. He's the strongest dude in the galaxy. If you go now, you will all be dead. And you say, I'm too brave. I love him too much. And you go and fight Connor McGregor. He kind of plays with you for a little bit. He lets you get a couple of licks in, just to, and he says, "You know what? You're stronger than I thought. I'm kind of impressed here." But then you accidentally connect, and you maybe hit him in the lip and draw a little blood, and he's like, "All right, enough of this fucking shit," and he just ends you right there. In this case, he would break your arm because that's what Darth Vader did. He toyed with Luke to see how strong he was until Luke used his anger, reached out and harmed Darth Vader. He lands a blow in his shoulder probably hurt the shit out of him. It's one of the only few places on his body you could hit him and actually hit flesh rather than a robotic part. So, he hit his shoulder on the flesh that's remaining and Darth Vader does a lightsaber move that he had done earlier to disarm Luke. He does this move and the lightsaber flies out of Luke's hand. Well, he does that move again and Luke holds on to his lightsaber. In this second, he knows like, all right, he's too dangerous now and that's why he lops his hand off. So, when does
0: Conor McGregor tell me he's my dad?
1: Yeah, and so, Conor McGregor has enough of your shit, he beats the hell out of you, he breaks your arm and then he says, Randy lied to you, your dad is not your dad. Me, Conor McGregor is your dad. That part doesn't match up exactly but that's how badass it was for Luke to go up against Darth Vader. No, but Luke had the force, I don't have the force. You had Randy to help you, Randy Couture. In my backpack, yeah.
0: All right. So, that, I mean, thank you for that long extended analogy that did not help me. Episode five, fifth grossing. So, okay. the fourth. Don't tell me, goddammit. Oh, I'm, I'm asking you to guess. So, what do we have left? We have Return of the Jedi, we have A New Hope, we have The Force Awakens and we have Episode one. Episode one.
1: I'm going to guess that um, episode one is number four. It is not. Episode one is number three. Episode or number four is episode six, Return of the Jedi. That's what I... ah I wanted to say that. You made me not do it. No, I didn't. You
0: tricked me with your macho head games.
1: I mind tricked you. (laughs) Macho. (laughs) Yeah, if anything, if there's a subtitle for this uh, episode, it's called Macho Head Games. (laughs) Yeah, fourth highest grossing Star Wars film was episode six, Return of the Jedi. It was released May twenty fifth, nineteen eighty three. With the domestic total adjusted gross twenty nineteen dollars, it grossed seven hundred thirty one million dollars. Seven hundred thirty one million two hundred eighty thousand dollars. It has a Metascore of only fifty eight. Interesting. It is one of the lower ranked uh, on Metascore. This is one of the most beloved in the series, right, by fans? Uh, it is uh, somewhat beloved. I think it was probably the first Star Wars film to suffer the criticism that it was, that that shit was too kiddy shit. Like the little Ewok, mm-hmm. the Ewoks were too cute. It was for kids. The Ewoks can never be too cute, Brandon. I love the Ewoks.
0: Do you think they eat their mother's nutritious shit like the
1: koala bears? Oh, I'm positive. If You see how <laughs> yellow and brown their fucking jacked up teeth are? So, last episode, if you missed
0: it, Brandon revealed the
1: shocking revelation that Koala bears eat their mother's shit nutritious, it's n- nutritious, nutritious feces. And I have to assume that uh, Ewoks do too, because they have. Next time you watch that movie, look, watch them. They all have seriously fucked up dental problems. Some of them have tusks.
0: Some of them have tusks, but not all of them. How come? Or is that like a male female thing? I don't
1: know. I can't remember. Some of them. I thought you were Mister Star Wars. <laughs> That's what they called me in high school. Uh, Now, some of them had uh, like a little, I think with the one that's like kind of white and gray, whatever, I can't remember his name, uh, fucking (laughs) Lojack. So, uh, Rotten Tomatoes however, gives it an 81 and I have it ranked three and a third on my list. Okay. So,
0: New Hope is your number two then?
1: Correct. Okay. Uh, Return of the Jedi is my number three because it wraps up the Luke and Darth Vader storyline. Although, well, maybe not. You saw Return of the Jedi when you were a kid, right? When was the last time you saw that?
0: The last time I saw Return of the Jedi, I mean, honestly, probably when episodes one, two and three came out around that
1: time. Did you know that Harrison Ford asked for Han Solo to be written, like written out like written to die in that film?
0: Oh, really? No? Why?
1: Because he was tired of running around with Ewoks and goblins and other aliens and shit. Uh, He was just done with it, done with the character.
0: Well, why though? It it was the last film anyway.
1: I think because the idea at the time was they were going to like keep making movies and make a prequel and a sequel trilogy and he was just not interested. I wonder why it took him 20 something years to make new movies. Recently read or heard something about that and it was so it's sort of widely regarded as a as like a misstep that they should have sort of struck while the iron was hot instead of waiting, I don't know, 17 years or something like that. Yeah. So, this is the one where we're introduced to that little critter, the small annoying uh, rat guy that sits on the tail of Jabba the Hutt. Are you sure it's his tail? I thought it was his dick. So, it's like if I was Jabba the Hutt, you are my salacious crumb. Hmm. You're the small, annoying, rat-like thing that sits on my tail and laughs like a, an evil maniac. Sure. If, if that's the one that's doing all the work on the podcast, then yeah.
0: Do you think he and Jabba have a, have a podcast together? What do you think it's about? Sports?
1: I have to assume that Salacious Crumb is on Jabba's tail as part of like a um, symbiotic relationship.
0: Is he there in the, in the other films? Who? Is Java? Jabba no. is only in episode, th- isn't that movie?
1: No, you, uh, you bring up a sore subject. So, in the special edition of, wow. of episode four, A New Hope, includes a scene that was originally cut where Han runs into Jabba. Like, Jabba is standing outside the Millennium Falcon, like, waiting for Han to show up so he can say, where's my money? And the CGI they used for it is so fucking... um, Like they used bad CGI once and then they went back and they're like, hey, we fixed it. And even when they fixed it, it still looks like cartoony dog shit and it's useless. There's no reason for it to be in there. It does nothing to advance the story. It makes Jabba the Hutt not look like a scary gangster. It makes him look like a silly comic relief fat slug. Well, he does look like that for the record. It also introduces Boba Fett as being hanging around him like he's one of his henchmen, which is not true at all. He was a bounty hunter. There's no reason for him to be hanging around if there was no bounty. And at that time, there was not a bounty on Han's head or he would have just taken him in right then. So, no, it's not the first appearance of Jabba, but Jabba appears in uh, episode 6, Return of the Jedi. That's the one where, you know, he famously squares off against Luke. He, Luke says, I want my friends back. He says, fuck off. Go fight this big uh, Rancor beast down here. Luke kills the Rancor beast and is like, all right, enough of this. Uh, we're really going to have some fun. We're going to throw these guys in this big nasty pit that uh, will devour them over the course of decades. <laughs> then he gets his slug self is, is choked. Is strangled uh, by Princess Leia with her chains.
0: That's right. Hey, Princess
1: Leia and Luke, they were like fucking, right? They're pretty close. In, epi- in The Empire Strikes Back, she kisses him on the lips. Ugh. And he like leans back kind of smugly satisfied and Han is jealous. Why did they do that? Did they know if she was going to be his sister at that point? No, they didn't know then. They changed that later. Yeah, and then people are like, well, you know. No, she's. they didn't know at a time. It's okay to say, yeah, she mouth kissed her brother looking back but they didn't know at the time. It's okay to reconcile these things. But he doesn't find out that Leia is his sister until after he saves her in the gold bikini and he does like put his hand on her hip in a way that if she was my sister, I'd be like, Ugh, I'm not supposed to put my hand on her hip right here. But what about your brother? I mean, how often did you and your brother put your hands on each other's hips?
0: <laughs> put that gold bikini on, let's play. <laughs> Let's play. Holy shit. <laughs> well, I shouldn't laugh. I'm sure some of our listeners out there.
1: Anyway, moving on. Yeah, that's why and then Jabba the Hutt was also in episode one in the pod race. He slithers over to like a, a balcony where he can watch the race. Oh, that's right. That's right. And That's just like a cameo, right? Yeah, and he has like a wife, a girl, like a, a Jabba the slut with him. Holy shit. She looks just like him except she has like rouge and eyelashes. (laughs) I'm not making that up. (laughs) She has like, she looks like she's wearing fucking slug makeup.
0: She has slug makeup. Now, what is different about slug makeup than regular makeup? Makeup for a
1: slug. (laughs) I'm looking it up. Jabba. All right. Jabba. The. hut. Hut. Girlfriend. Wife. Oh, look, she has boobies. She has breasts. Her name is Gardula, that's right. Look at her. She has really pissed off look on her face, but she kinda has slug tits. I'm waiting for it to pull up. There it is. Okay, so she does look exactly like Jabba. So she's not wearing makeup. Maybe I was just distracted and thought she was <laughs> she was more feminized because of the fact she has fucking slug tits. <laughs> You're okay. really enamored with the slug breasts. Well, it's bizarre because why does that make her a female slug? I mean, a female slug could just have like, god damn it, she doesn't need mammaries. What? I don't understand the problem. She, she has doesn't
0: slug breasts. She has to feed her children, Brandon. Do you want the children to starve? She's not a mammal. She, but well, she fucking is. She has breasts.
1: I guess the sea hag's not a mammal and it had tits. There is a long history of aquatic slugs. With tits in Star Wars. (laughs) They're not really slugs.
0: Slugs is just the closest thing we can compare them to from our universe.
1: Slug tits, sea cow tits, fucking bunch of perverts.
0: George Lucas, man.
1: Uh, So, that's Return of the Jedi. Episode one. Is number three. Is the third. Episode one, The Phantom Menace is the third highest grossing Star Wars film. It was released May 19th, 1999. It grossed $765,977,000. It has a Metascore of 51. It is the lowest ranked Star Wars film on Metacritic. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 54. It is the lowest ranked on Rotten Tomatoes. And it has a Brandon ranking of number 10, making it the lowest ranked there as well. Like I said before, it was a, a tremendous disappointment. For a Star Wars movie, there was so much shit about trade disputes and like the space congress. It was like watching space C-SPAN for half of that movie. And there was so much nonsensical shit. So, I was 17 when episode one came out. I remember the day it premiered. It was a Friday. I was in school. I was... or may have been a Thursday and I bought the tickets for the midnight premiere. Either way... Mrs. Clark, my trigonometry teacher, let me uh, leave school. Mrs. Clark uh, told me that I was not allowed to check out of school, but if I climbed out the window and was sneaky, Mm -hmm. I could go to the theater and buy my tickets. So God bless her. You climbed out of a window? Yeah, I mean it was on the first floor. It's not like, but instead of going out by around like by the office where I would be seen, she allowed me to climb out the window to get my car. Drive away from school, like five miles away from the school, buy theater tickets and then come back before the end of her class.
0: How come no one else in class took up on that offer?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. She could have been fired for that. She could have but this was back (laughs) in the 90s when... 1890s, yeah. (laughs) This was before people started murdering kids at school and uh, things were a little bit more lax. No,
0: Brandon, don't you know it's always been like that? It's just the internet. It's so much more obvious now.
1: Yeah, we only know about all the school shootings now because they're covered more. Yep. Fucking media. You would have felt like shit if Mrs. Clark got fired for that. I would have, but it's fine. I think she, her career continued. Everything was cool. (laughs) As far as we know. The Phantom Menace, I went and got the tickets even at 17 years old, the beginning of the movie. I'm like, okay, so, these Jedis are going to talk to these aliens about a trade dispute? That's not very exciting. And then they go down to the, to the planet. Uh, some people in the palace are talking to, you know, one of their friends on those uh, holocrons, those holograms. Mm-hmm. It like gets a little bit staticky and then the signal goes out. And this asshole jumps up and goes, a communic- communications disruption can only mean one thing, invasion. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Could it also mean that like the satellite went down? Could it also mean that like the battery's out of juice? He immediately assumes because they got a hang up because the phone got disconnected that they're being invaded. It turns out he was right, but. (laughs) Well, you can't be too hard on him. But there's tons of that shit in the movie. And like I said, it's all this stuff about space senators talking about space politics and stuff. I saw it again when the they had a plan 10 or 12 years ago to re-release the Star Wars movies redone for 3D and they started with episode one and it shit so bad down its leg at the box office that they stopped doing it. They didn't even get to episode two. But I saw episode one in 3D when they released it and I fell asleep.
0: Well, I'm surprised because you yourself said that, you know, people of that generation have a soft spot for that movie. I thought it would still do well. No. And it couldn't have been so shitty because the other two films after it in that trilogy, also did really, I mean, they did really well.
1: Uh, they abandoned their their 3D plans, which is fine. I don't, think, I don't think, I mean, it's just sort of gimmicky. I don't think it's really like a long-lasting, artistic, interesting endeavor.
0: You don't think 3D is artistic?
1: I'm over 3D. I don't ever want to see a movie in 3D again. Do you? No, I don't care about 3D.
0: If there's a movie out, I never see the 3D version because it costs more.
1: I never see the 3D movie because it, uh, 50% of the time, it gives me a headache or makes me feel like serious nausea. You and my grandpa both. And instead of suing the theater, I just packed up my shit and went home. Well, you really missed on an opportunity there. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to guess? <laughs> I, mean, I don't think there's much guessing Number two left. is A left. New Hope and number one is A Force Awakens. No, you got them wrong. You got them backwards. What? The second grossing Star Wars film is The Force Awakens, released December 18th, 2015. All right, get ready for this number. Domestic total adjusted gross in 2019 dollars, 976,279,300 dollars.
0: This is The Force Awakens.
1: It made nearly a billion dollars domestically. Uh, Metascore... Gave The Force Awakens aggregate of 81. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 92. And in my ranking, it is number four out of 10.
0: I hate The Force Awakens and it's because, yeah,
1: I'm going to be one of those people. Tell me why you hated The Force Awakens.
0: It's just a rehash. It's like every movie that had taken place before this never happened. It just starts over again. The same cycle. We got a new group of bad guys with a new Death Star and we have a new one Jedi that can save it. And we have a new masked villain.
1: Man, that his helmet and the voice changer in it are so badass though.
0: Yeah, it was badass until he took his mask off and he's just a whiny little teenager.
1: Well, that's uh, fucking poetry, bro.
0: I mean, can you disagree with anything I said? Every single part of that part is literally and they even have Luke and Leia in it again. It's just a complete, it just really pissed me off but- and, and that's someone who doesn't even care about Star Wars got pissed off. It, it pissed you off. <laughs> you were stomping your feet about well, it. I guess the reason it pissed me off is because everyone jacks off about it so much, but it's like the what? least creative thing. That, it's the least creative relaunch they could have done. And it's because they, they were just
1: trying to- st- Everyone jacks off about they it They were just so trying to much. give
0: a handsy to all the fans instead of trying to like progress the story in a, in a new way.
1: When you bought your ticket and you sat down, like a little hand comes out of the out of the theater seat and just starts jacking away. And it has the Disney logo on it. It's got Mickey Mouse's
0: ears. <laughs> it's a Mickey Mouse hand. Holy shit! We gotta stop. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> it's the gloved hand. <laughs> hey, totally valid. You're uh... well. It ca- I-, I can't be too valid because it's number four in Brandon's rankings. Well, yeah. Look, look. I'm not. How do you have any respect
1: for yourself? <laughs> I guess like in your world, my tolerance of other people's opinion <laughs> is a lack of respect for myself <laughs> because I'm not a I, I'm not puff out my chest and try to challenge you like, who are you to say? This isn't a rehash. <laughs> no, it, it follows a lot of the same beats as the original Star Wars. Part of that is introducing these themes to a new generation of Young fans. And also, the idea that themes would repeat in an epic work or a saga is not a new idea. But it's not
0: just that, th- yeah, it's a not lot the of-
1: themes repeating, Brandon. It's literally the plot points repeating. Well, yeah, a lot of people don't like that. I get it, man. However, it didn't have any amphibian tits. Yeah, it should be ranked 10 then. Who did you see The Force Awakens with? I'm interested as a not, as someone who's not a Star Wars fan, like who like what brought you to the theater and who did you go I saw it with, with
0: my friends, I guess. I because it's like one of those things where like I know everyone's going to see it and it's not that I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm just not a super fan. I'll see the movies and then I'll never think about it again until the next movie. You know what I mean?
1: Are your friends more interested in it than you are?
0: Yes, I'm the lone non-Star Wars fan.
1: They're going to love are they going to love the fact that this episode is focusing on something that you care nothing about. I don't care what they do and don't love. How's that? <laughs> the Force Awakens is, well, do you want to know why I ranked at number four? Yeah. I like that the new main character, the new hero is a girl.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like her.
1: All three of the main characters, uh, Ray, Finn and Poe, I think all three of them could be further developed and I hope that they are. In the third movie, it feels like we're sort of running out of time. Uh, But I like them all. I like, I really like the idea of a character who used to be a stormtrooper and defected. Yeah. I'm not quite as interested in the Poe Dameron like hotshot cool pilot. Yeah. See, those first two things you said, I like, that's what I do like about the movie because those are new things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not saying there's nothing good in this movie and I'm not even saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it's a lazy movie. But anyway, go ahead.
1: I think they did a good job of like advancing the the way the set design is worked and the way that the ships and costumes and stuff to advance them in, in that same world and make them look new but still connect into the old movies and stuff, make everything look like it's part of a real universe. All that stuff was awesome. Um, I even kind of like the fact that the First Order looks like a bunch of Nazis and it's like it's even more in your face uh, Nazi rally stuff than it was in the first few movies. My biggest gripe with it and maybe other Star Wars fans will connect with this is that they really shit all over Han Solo. Like his storyline was about scoundrel and a smuggler, guy living on the outskirts of society, finding friends and a family and a purpose and doing heroic things but while still having that sort of arrogant what would you call it, scoundrel uh, attitude and personality, right? He's still Han Solo but he has a character arc. Mm-hmm. And so, when, the, when we leave him in episode 6, they defeated the Empire, he's in love with Leia. Uh, Leia says, Luke's my brother so you don't have to worry about me fucking him anymore. Uh, maybe. Right? So, uh, he should be all set. He's a general in the rebellion. In the new, Repu- he's a general in the New Republic's army. So you think he should be all set? And then you come back to the Force Awakens. He's lost the Millennium Falcon. His son is the fucking most evilest dude in the galaxy. He hasn't spoken to his, the wife of his child and the love of his life in years, and he's just back to doing the same schlubby shit job that he was doing when the story started. It's like in his retirement years, he should have. He should have been doing cool shit or set up to be a badass and he was just back, he lost everything and he was back to like scraping shit together and screwing people over and and being a a scoundrel and a scallywag.
0: It's because they wanted to give people the Han Solo they remember. They didn't want to progress his character. Well. And I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying that's the reasoning. uh, And then he got,
1: then he got murdered. Spoiler! Holy shit, Brandon! I'm still upset about it. That he died? Uh that he went out like a pump. That he got patricided. <laughs> patricided, yeah. But I do like the fact that, like, right after he died, Chewbacca picked up his uh, bowcaster and didn't hesitate to shoot shoot someone who he had probably known as a, known and loved as a small child. You think about that when when uh, Rick, Kylo. Kylo Ren or Ben Sola was born. You know, he didn't go off to Luke's Jedi Academy like right away. He was probably five or six, something, maybe even older. So, for the formative years of his life, Chewbacca was like his uncle. And <laughs> then he kills his father, and Chewbacca's like, I don't care if I change that kid's diaper or not. I'm going to shoot him in the stomach with this. You think Chewbacca's changing diapers? He has fingers.
0: <laughs> There's no way Chewbacca's changing diapers. He's too busy fucking other Wookies. <laughs> you know that that guy's a horn dog. There's no way he's not Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah. L- but listen I don't- to that call. That call he makes is custom made Grrr. for orgasm Grrr. sounds.
1: Yeah, I don't think that he would limit his uh, attraction just to another Wookiee. Too. He's so strong. Uh, yeah. He would just whatever he wants. He would go. Okay, let's, not, let's just stop there before we get in trouble here. So, then number one's A New Hope. The top grossing Star Wars film is episode four, A New Hope. It was released May 25th, 1977, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, most of the Star Wars films, all the Star Wars films up until The Force Awakens were released Memorial Day weekend. It was sort of a tradition that they dominated Memorial Day weekend, but they began to break that tradition with The Force Awakens. Uh, so anyway, May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven, domestic total adjusted gross for episode four, A New Hope, in twenty nineteen dollars, one billion two hundred eighty eight million eight hundred eighty eight thousand one hundred dollars. Damn, that's like
0: that's like how much we get for one
1: episode of the tennis podcast. For comparison, Star Wars: A New Hope, in twenty nineteen dollars, outgrossed Solo, a Star Wars story. By more than $1 billion. Wow. Solo A Star Wars Story was still a successful movie monetarily. Yeah. So, Metascore, uh, the Metacritic Metascore for uh, New Hope is 90. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it rated 93 which is just a hair behind Empire Strikes Back and in my ranking it is number two. A Wookiee
0: hair behind Empire Strikes Back. That's pretty impressive when you consider that when A New Hope came out, it was a brand new concept brand new movie there was there was not this there was not this context of an entire franchise behind it like there is now and it still managed to be such a just word of mouth I guess at the time still managed to be such a hit
1: like for comparison Avengers Endgame comes out uh next Thursday or Friday and it's going to be one of the biggest movies of all time but I don't think that domestically it will surpass $1.2 billion. Mm, no, probably not domestically. And this was no one had ever heard of Star Wars before. Right, right. So, yeah, it's incredible. That's why we're talking about it today. That's why there were are nine more live action movies that were released since. Is the next Star Wars film, which is The Rise of Skywalker or whatever the hell it's called. Episode nine. Is that the last one for now? So, they just announced at Star Wars Celebration, which is an annual event they hold. And this year at Star Wars Celebration, there's lots of news and updates about upcoming Star Wars projects. So, if you want the updates, here they are. Episode 9 is still scheduled for release in December. Beyond that, they are taking a break from releasing Star Wars trilogy movies. There is a trilogy that is supposed to be Headed up or produced by the two producers from Game of Thrones are producing a trilogy. Oh, wow. And Ryan Johnson is getting his own trilogy that are all outside of the Skywalker saga. Uh, So, there's at least two more trilogies at some point in the 2020s uh, releasing. I'm not sure about any standalone films. Uh, The other update we got and the thing that I think I'm uh, most excited about, I'm more excited about this than I am about uh, Episode 9 for sure is the Star Wars live-action TV show that starts in November. I think I might have mentioned it before. Is that the one on the Disney network, on Disney Plus? Yeah, it's going to be on the Disney Plus streaming service in November. It's called The Mandalorian, set five years after Return of the Jedi. The showrunner, the writer and showrunner for it is John Favreau, who did Iron Man. John Favreau is, is awesome. Yeah, you've gushed you've gushed about him on here before. It looks absolutely awesome. It looks really incredible. Well, I'll have to take your word for it because I probably won't watch it. If you have Disney Plus, you should at least give the first episode. Uh, From what I have heard, all episodes, I think there's eight or ten episodes of uh, The Mandalorian. I might be wrong on that. Anyway, however many episodes there are of The Mandalorian will all be released when Disney Plus goes live. I'm excited about Disney Plus though. You realize now they own all Star Wars, all Marvel, all the Disney shit to be, you know, also. Uh Uh-huh. Now, they own The Simpsons. Yeah, I know. They are uh, taking over. But God bless them, I guess. All hail the mouse. Do you want me to run through that list one more time? Run through the list. Your top 10 domestic total adjusted grossing Star Wars films. This is $2019 with an average ticket price of $9.03. Number 10, the lowest solo a Star Wars story. Number 9 was episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Number 8, episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. 7 was Rogue One. Six is episode eight, The Last Jedi. Five is episode five, Empire Strikes Back. Four is Return of the Jedi. Three is The Phantom Menace. Two, The Force Awakens. And the top one at $1.2 billion in 2019 money, episode four, A New Hope.
0: Why don't you go through your Brandon's personal rankings too, since
1: we were talking about that a lot. Okay. So, my number 10 is The Phantom Menace. Number nine, Attack of the Clones. Number eight, Rogue One. Number seven, Solo. Six is episode three. Five, The Last Jedi. Four, The Force Awakens. Three, Return of the Jedi. Two, A New Hope. And number one, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Now, I mentioned a couple theories. I do very quickly want to talk about my uh, theory for how episode nine will wrap up. Uh, This is probably way off base uh, because we don't know hardly anything about the movie. But so did you see the trailer for Rise of Skywalker? No. Okay, well, at the end of the trailer you hear the Emperor's laugh. Strike me down. Yes. Uh, Right after you see an image of the second Death Star, uh, the wreckage of the second Death Star in an ocean, uh, most likely on the forest moon of Endor. You see that and then it cuts to black and you hear the Emperor laughing. They're most likely going to find a way to tie the sequel trilogy to the original trilogy and the prequels. The most logical way to do that is to have the Emperor as, once again, the puppet master behind everything. And if you think about every trilogy, that's kind of how they were laid out. In the original trilogy, the first movie, we don't even hear anything about the Emperor. All we know is that Vader's the baddest motherfucker in the galaxy and he's the one to be feared. In the second film, you find out that Vader reports to someone. He reports to the Emperor. And you get a little bit of information about his relationship with the Emperor and where he's at in regards to his relationship with his son uh, versus the Emperor. And then in episode uh, in Return of the Jedi, it's revealed the Emperor was pulling the strings behind both of these guys the whole time. Same thing in the prequel trilogy. The Emperor, uh, Sheev Palpatine, was behind all of the political turmoil and the political moves in the, in the Senate, all of these moves, the creation, uh, secret creation of a clone army, all of this was done. Him pulling the strings behind or him puppet mastering behind the scenes to gain power and take over the uh, galaxy. So, I think it's going to end up being the same thing is that in episode nine, we find out he's been pulling these strings all along. He used Snoke. He's been tricking Kylo Ren. I think that we're going to find out that Emperor Palpatine or at the time chancellor palpatine the sith lord basically created life as he relates in that story at the end of episode 3 he relates a story about darth plagueis had discovered the secret to internal life and that he could even create life from the force i think that either he or he in conjunction with this darth plagueis guy created anakin out of the force because his mother even says there was no father She carried him, she gave birth to him, she can't explain it other than that. I think they made a baby and basically impregnated her with the force. So, Anakin was created from the force, that means Luke and Leia are also created from the force from Emperor Palpatine and I believe he did the same thing with Rey's character. I think she is also created of the force by Emperor Palpatine. And she will ultimately be the one that destroys him.
0: Are you reading my notes? Because that's my exact theory too. Hey. Like word for word.
1: For all the people who are into Star Wars, I just laid some serious shit down for
0: well, it. But why would he create them from the force if the force is, why would, he, why would he
1: create them in the first place? I think to create a life that he could take over and, and inhabit. Like that's the secret to internal life, to be able to create life and then to inhabit it. Seems a little heavy for the Star Wars universe. I know. It's a lot of shit to introduce, but it's also a lot of shit to introduce a guy who has been dead for three movies. So, I don't know. They got a lot of uh, ground and logic to make up just by bringing back the Emperor, but that's my guess. I could be totally wrong, but that's my guess. I think that's enough Star Wars for one day. Well, don't worry. I'll be putting together additional lists based on Star Wars in the future.
0: For more Star Wars, all kinds of other shit, you should follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at 10ishpod, zero I-S-H-P-O-D. And if you haven't already, make sure you pick up your 10 podcast merch, including your hashtag hot Dog Brandon shirt. and you can buy our shirts right now at tpublic.com. That's tpublic.com. Just search for 10 and you can find our shirts there. We also have other shit there.
1: T-E-E public.
0: Yeah, sorry. T-E-E if you... What else do we want to plug
1: here? Our butts.
0: <laughs> I guess that's it. All right. We'll be back next week. We did it. I'll have the list next week and it will be something not Star
1: Wars. God help us, not Star Wars. I hope it's Harry Potter. Which do you prefer? Which Star are you Wars. more interested in? Star Wars. Over Harry Potter? Yeah. Star Wars or Marvel? Marvel. Interesting.
0: That I don't care about
1: either. <laughs> Whatever your. F- fucking nerd about all of them.
0: I'll have my own nerd list next week. I already have something in mind. Thanks for listening and goodbye.
1: Bye. Bye.